0: All right. So, when did you live in the states? Um, up until two thousand and four. Yeah. Uh, Where did you live? Seattle. Ah, uh, so you're a Seahawks fan. Yes. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, who was your favorite player from back in the day? Um,
1: there was a few, but mostly I think my favorite player from my from my younger days was probably Barry Sanders. Mm. Not a Seahawk.
0: See, I thought you would would have gone Sean Alexander because he was a badass mofo back in the day, too.
1: He Oh, definitely. He was definitely, uh, yeah. you know, a great running back. But, like, from my childhood days, I was more focused on, you know, the I guess the, the early 90s. And, you know, that's when I was, like, really deep into football. Um, yeah. Later on, as the years went by, I didn't really focus on the Seahawks as much until recently. Mm-hmm. I guess until the Legion of Boom came along. Yeah. You know, and things like that. So now I, I follow it a little bit more closely, but there was a period where I did not follow it. And and I think it was that, the even with that Super Bowl with the Seahawks, you know, with Sean Alexander, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really pay attention too much to it. I think I was just busy with other things in life at that moment.
0: Uh, what's the difference between fandom of MMA for Americans versus Koreans?
1: Fandom for MMA... I think Koreans, they're, the sport is not as big in mm-hmm. Korea, right? So if you are really into MMA, you're probably just as a big a fan as an American person that likes MMA. Yeah. But in general, most people don't know who the fighters are. They don't even know who the Korean fighters are. If you ask them yeah. in the street, like, who's this guy? they would be like, mm-hmm. who is that guy? We don't know anything about him unless they yeah. come out on TV, you know, like on... Uh, Like a variety show or something like that.
0: I only know Korean Zombie and then that really jack Korean dude who beat Dean Lister a couple years ago. That's really about it. Who beat Dean Lister? I don't don't know because I I just randomly pulled up a a Lister fight because I wanted to see uh, his jujitsu and some Korean, some jack Korean dude kicked his ass. (laughs) Well, I'm
1: going to have to go find that because I don't remember. uh, I know Dean Lister, but I don't remember any jack Korean dude taking them on or anything like that. So I'm going to have to research that oh, a little bit.
0: What What's the, you know, besides Thailand and Japan, like what else, uh, what are the other Asian hotbeds for MMA? Um, you got Myanmar. Myanmar has, yeah.
1: uh, their own style of martial arts called Lethwei, which is, mm-hmm. uh, Muay Thai with no gloves, hand, just hand wraps. And then you could do yeah. headbutts. Oh And wow. if you, and you, if you get knocked out, they could revive you, and you could continue the fight.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that would fly in America.
1: No, no, I don't think it would either. But the closest thing you have is the bare knuckle boxing that's going on right now in America. It's having kind of a resurgence. Have you seen some of that? Some of it, yeah. Do you like that? A lot of people are turned off by that. It's too much uh, blood.
0: Oh, I, I like it in that it's a little bit more realistic to actual fighting fighting but also i mean it, it can certainly get extremely barbaric uh but also the you know the fact that guys are going in and they're busting up their hands which happens in a real fight like if you catch someone square across the go- jaw with a right cross like you're probably going to break your hand that ha- that factors into uh the strategy as well so it I would say I, I like it better than traditional fighting but it is certainly different and i think it definitely has its niche then, have you, then who
1: are the fighters you follow right now? You know, I'm pretty sure you're dipping and dabbing. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you following? Who do you like in the, the uh, current
0: mix? Yeah, certainly a highlight, you know, uh, you know surface-level guy, but, you know, Bones is undefeated, even though I, I do not count that disqual DQ against him. Uh, you know, DC I love because just of his attitude. Uh, he's a great commentator, and just the, the happy-go-luckiness of him like, Loves po- eating Popeyes. He's got the dad. He's body.
1: like your. He's like a plumber. He's like your plumber that goes out there and whoops everybody's ass, basically.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah certainly. Let's see who else? Um, Connor the Showman. Not so much Connor the Tweeter. It's kind of that's a little <laughs> rough. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else here. Um, you know, love Khabib. Just uh, I, I do like you know, Khabib Askren, just in terms of the pure because you're starting to lose the specialist mm-hmm. vibe in MMA nowadays. So just guys that come in, it's like, Hey, this is what I do. We're going to wrestle. And that's going to be about it. Like, like for some of the surface fans, like it's kind of boring. It's like, all right. You get locked up and then you're on the mat for five minutes, but it, it's sort of harkens back to the early days of UFC where it was this guy, in this discipline versus this guy of discipline. And then you see what happens where nowadays everyone's pretty much good at everything. Mm-hmm. Also, you you enjoy the
1: specialists that are still around in this game in the in the fighting game.
0: Yeah, see, that's why uh, you know brought me to a uh, bunch of the Lister fights because I just want to see mm-hmm. oh a pure jiu-jitsu guy um, you know, see how he fares against some of the more um, you know mixed guys nowadays. Because you know Lister stand up, uh, well, a definitely don't want to piss up Dean Lister because he is the, certainly the boogeyman, but his stand up <laughs> is a little rough.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. That's uh, There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, a, a big topic, if you bring up Jones, you know, Jones yeah. is, he's very, he's in the news all the time for all these different things, but mainly it's for uh, s- performance enhancing drugs, you know, which is a very popular topic in all of sports, even in the NFL. Do you see anybody in the NFL kind of similar to Jones' situation where they're getting busted for PEDs, but they're kind of coming back, you know, or the NFL is kind of allowing them to come back
0: and play still and, mm. and dominate Well, I guess you'd have to go Recently Julian Edelman where he had the four-game PED suspension last year and then he ended up being Super Bowl MVP But just in terms of sheer dominance like it's not really simpatico. I guess uh, save like J.J. Watt or Aaron Donald uh, pop for PEDs, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, that's the thing again. And with with Jones, like I, I know that people, especially D.C., you know, holding the you know, the PED stuff against them, it's like, oh, we pissed hot again. Oh, he's cheating again. But if you go back to the early days of uh, UFC, it's like everyone was pissing hot. I mean, I mean, come on. Like when they started bringing in USADA, and yes, it is – I, I do like that they are cleaning up the sport, but also everyone's up on Mount Pius in their ivory towers, just trying to denounce uh, John Bones Jones. Like, come on, man, come on! It, it's the sport is was as dirty as Tour de France, but now they're starting to clean it up. But it's like it, it's more people just don't like John Jones because of you know the sheer dominance. It, it could be a little bit of jealousy, but it, it's very revealing how people take their stance on the PED stuff.
1: Yeah because I think a lot of the guys that are taking the stance on PEDs some of them end up getting busted later on. Uh there's a mm-hmm. fighter who's actually out of the same camp as DC. He was uh anti-PEDs for a long time, many years yeah. just, you know, just criticizing all the guys that are coming out and, you know, pointing fingers and then eventually he got busted for PEDs himself. Mm-hmm. Uh John Fitch, who is actually fighting in Bellator right now. Uh, oh, yeah. he, Bellator is like the second, I guess, most popular promotion in North America. And he's one of the best welterweights, even at the age of, I think he's 41, 41 years old, which is mm-hmm. an old age for a fighter to still be around and be a championship level fighter. Um, and then a lot of people are still thinking, like, is he on PED still? You know, yeah. uh, you know there's always going to be fingers pointing, you know, but do people... Like what the PEDs thing, when you look at a Julian I mean, he gets the Super Bowl MVP. Are there people like whispering, like you know, he only got the the MVP because of the effects of PEDs, or is is because that's what people think about John Jones, you know, all the time? Is it the same? You think in the NFL?
0: Nah, well, that's a dirty little secret about the NFL is that PEDs like the bust a couple guys here and there, but the amount of guys that are on HGH, it's just uh, pretty pretty ridiculous. So. It's not quite the, you know, the tis-tis school marming when guys get popped for PEDs, where it's actually revealing with the UFC, like when Dillashaw got popped and got suspended. Now everyone's coming out. like this tarnishes his legacy, where before when guys have gotten popped, I don't think it necessarily does, but for some reason, uh, it could just be, you know, jealousy towards, uh, you know, TJ. They're just completely throwing him under the bus and trashing his legacy so maybe the sport is changing maybe that's a one off thing i don't know
1: yeah it's it's a crazy time with usada coming around and uh and a lot of guys are getting popped for peds but then they go and uh they test the supplements supplements again and they find the peds in the supplement you know because you can't trust supplement companies at all they're throwing in stuff left and right you know you don't know what's in it and then yoel Romero just sued the supplement yeah. company and got yeah. 27 million dollars or something and uh, yeah. But most likely he won't see none of that money because the PD come or the the supplement company will probably go bankrupt And they yeah. won't they probably don't have that much money. So I think people are but, like overreacting to
0: that And also PD is like I understand combat sport if you have a, a strength or stamina Advantage over a guy you could actually do some real physical mm-hmm. long-term damage, but also it is a little bit like Tour de France, where if everyone's on it, then is it really cheating? Because like when Frank Mir got popped back in the day, and then you know, he beat Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar whooped his ass. Where it's like, uh, you're both pissing hot right now. <laughs> don't tell me anything differently. It, it's one of those things. Or like when uh, Vitor uh, you know, was on on the juice. T R T. Watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T R T. Tor. Uh, I like watching him when he was juiced to the tits as opposed yeah. to when he was like a shrivel up bad bot, it's like at a certain point it is an entertainment product. It is sort of like, well think of like pro wrestling without steroids mm-hmm. wouldn't be as good, but also fully understand like these dudes are hitting and kicking each other in the head. And there is a, a bit of a balance there. So when you rank like the fighters right now,
1: like Right now, as the best fighters, you know, you see around. So, John Jones is probably the number one, you believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sir. And here's my thing about fans. like I don't really necessarily care about who is the best, who's the best pound-for-pound mm-hmm. guy. I just like dudes who entertain me. So, even though Cowboy lost um, you know, over the weekends, like I, I love Donald Cerrone because he would fight every single day if they would let him. I mean, there's a reason why he fights five, six times a year. Just the warrior mentality that he brings in where he's himself he's very comfortable in his own skin I, I like fighters like that
1: yeah definitely uh there's some crazy crazy fighters out there that will just fight every week if you allowed them to and or, and be dead uh, by I the would, age of 45 because yeah, just i love beach.
0: that <laughs> but, i love that nate diaz is coming back uh finally where it's like he's barely above 500 as a fighter but i will watch every single nate diaz fight because you just guys who love fighting as opposed to guys who are doing it for the clout yeah I, I much more lean towards the former
1: now going back to julian Edelman, he is part of the patriots patriots won the super bowl last year you know yeah. what did you think of that did you do, do you like the patriots are you you know i'm you're a fan of the vikings but i'm saying are, yeah. are you someone that see the patriots and Respect them because there's a lot of people that hate the Patriots. They don't really even respect the Patriots. What what side are you on with
0: that? Uh, no, I'm a bit of a closet Patriots fan because I really respect what Belichick and Brady have accomplished. Um, because yeah, you could say they play in a weak division, but that sustained level of success for that long it's um, it's really tough to do in a league where every, the league is trying to push every team to be eight and eight. And the fact that the Patriots can be so good for so long, uh, you got to respect that. And Uh, A lot like with Jones and his, uh, you know, Pico Grand PED, you know, when the the Patriots had Spygate or the Patriots had Deflategate, where they're extremely minuscule infractions that numerous teams and players have done before, but everyone's like, oh, this tarnishes the legacy. Oh, they're trying to tear it down. And it is straight up from a place of pure jealousy, a lot like it is with people criticizing John Jonbo's jokes.
1: Yeah, I think like they will everybody will forget those things. Like forget the spy gates and forget the deflate gate. They don't I don't think people will remember that later on when they're making those uh what what is it? Those NFL films, you know, when they go back and they uh, they like kind of like summarize the whole dynasty and everything like that. I don't really even think they're gonna put that in there because it doesn't it, it doesn't really tarnish it to be honest with you. I, I'm I'm also a Closet Patriots fan myself. You know, I respect Brady. I think Brady I think there's nobody that has been at his level at quarterback. And, and, you know, yeah. I was a, back in the day, I was a huge Joe Montana. I love Joe Montana and, and Steve Young and guys like that. And uh, yeah. And I don't think those guys even hold a candle to uh, Tom Brady. It's almost like Tom Brady looks like he's going to play five more years, which is unheard of. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, and if it came out that he, he's on uh, PEDs of like, Eighteen-year-old youth blood injecting <laughs> in his veins. Like, also, I don't really care. It's
1: like you have yeah. the same access. Yeah, for real. Like, well, I think his combination of supermodels and uh, whatever alien diet that he's taking—you know—like everybody wants yeah. to figure it out, and I think it's working. So he might as well keep doing it. And other players should figure it out and do it themselves. Um, yeah, man. Like, now going into this season, let's talk about the season. This the season is. Starts in September, so, like, for your team, the Vikings, Mm -hmm. what are some, like, what can you educate me on, like, what's going on with the Vikings? Because I have no idea.
0: Well, Vikings always going to have a great defense under Mike Zimmer and keeping uh, a great young core of players together, uh, and it's really building uh, a great culture as you see guys sticking around, taking a little bit less, and uh, just for the team. And offensively, you know, Kirk Cousins has to be the guy and they've improved the offensive line uh, ideally going to get the running game going so it's going to help him out and this is the first year in a long time as a Vikings fan where you feel really uh, positive and yet you're very um, you're looking forward to what this team can do this season because the defense is going to be great the offense can get together all of a sudden uh, this team can be really dangerous this season
1: that's the opposite of how I feel about the Seahawks coming into this season you know like the defense That's is a it. shambles, you know, like, well, not really shambles. There's, you know, yeah. uh, a couple guys still left over, but still, the you know, the legion of boom is completely mm-hmm. gone, you know. Like, it's kind of crazy what has happened to the team in, in the off season. you know, with uh, Doug Baldwin, you know, like, just he's done. You know what I mean? He's gone. Yeah. You know, like, the you know, Ch- Chancellor and Thomas and all those guys are just completely yeah. a- and erased. Frank Clark. Yeah, man, it's just, uh, I don't know what to think about the team, man, going into the season. Everybody's like, you should be positive about them, you know, going yeah. in because you have uh, Russell Wilson. But, man, you, you could have Russell Wilson, but you got to have some other guys in there, you know, especially a decent defense to, you know, hold it oh, up. Cause, see, that,
0: that's yeah. that's the whole thing about the quarterback position, though, because even though nearly everything is perfect for the Vikings, defense is great, offensive line getting together, best wide receiver duo in the league, Uh the fact that we have Kirk and you have Russell Wilson, I'd be rosier on you guys because Wilson, for my money is a top four, top three quarterback in this league. And that's just the insane value of it, where if you're squared away there, everything else will sort of take care of itself. And I fully expect Seattle to be uber competitive, maybe even win the division, uh, despite having a team that has gone through a big makeover. I hope so, man. I hope
1: so. And, and to be honest with Kirk Cousins, you know, like from what I remember of him playing, he's not a terrible quarterback, man. He's he's a very good quarterback. So um, yeah, but if you compare Russell Wilson to Kirk Cousins, yeah, it's a different mm-hmm. level. I you know I,
0: I can see that. Um, now, yeah. what are some? Plus, you uh, guys teams? got DK yeah. Metcalf. Plus, yeah. you guys got DK Metcalf, who is almost is in as good a shape as you and me.
1: <laughs> now. Going in, you know, like we talked about the Seahawks and the Vikings, and now are are the Patriots still the favorites? You think, like, yeah, are they the best going into the season? Yeah, I,
0: I think with Brady and Belichick, they they have to be prohibitive favorites for uh, until they're no more. Then who are the like the the creepers? Who are the creeper teams
1: right now that nobody really thinks are going to do any good, but they 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 might you know make some noise.
0: Well, I I think the chargers, uh, I mean, they sneakily went 12 and four last year. I I think that they're going to be a force yet again. And in terms of, let's see, NFC, like maybe San Francisco, a lot of moving parts there. Uh, The Rams, a lot of people think, you know, as long as they got McVay, they can stay competitive. I think the bears will take a step back. Uh, But also, I I guess I would put the Vikings up there, but that could be a little bit of bias, but just objectively, they do have a lot of good things going on for them. Uh, But, uh, let see, who else? AFC, Steelers, no. Brown- oh, Browns are everyone's darlings. We uh, go <laughs> with Baker and OBJ and Landry. I'm I'm frankly pretty pumped to see Cleveland actually have a winning football team.
1: Is OBJ the Carmelo Anthony of football? Do you think like he's good, but he'll never win anything?
0: I think him and Baker together could be a, a hell of a combination where – uh, maybe he's not Carmelo. I'm trying to think of a of a good analogy. Where oh oh, OBJ is Durant, and he had to oh, okay. he had to go, he had to go link up with Steph Curry, uh, who is uh, Baker Mayfield. For for my money, like Baker Mayfield is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Like ba- Baker and Mahomes are like one and two jockeying back and forth, of guys who just get it. So I think OBJ he doesn't win you a championship on your own, as we saw with KD. But if you add him to a superstar-laden team, which I guess he had an no OKC too, so maybe that's not so great. But either way, I think he could be a big part of that offense.
1: Yeah. Um, who, the quarterback for the Chargers, what was his name again? I forgot his name. Phillip Rivers. Oh, yeah, Phillip Rivers. He's also one of those guys I feel like he's never going to win anything. Like, I think he's always going to be on a good team and play well, but when it gets down to the nitty-gritty and it gets down to the playoffs – like he always gonna lose, you know. He's like, mm. you know, that's that's how I always feel. It's been how many years? How many years has he been in the league where, you know, he always does he? He seems like he always chokes in the
0: playoffs. Well, it's it's a combination thing. So he's been in since 04 and there's the same draft as Roethlisberger and Eli. Okay. And even though they both have two rings, I've always thought that Rivers was the better quarterback. And it, it does vacillate for, uh, between opportunity, between team around him. Uh, because Rivers has had some really good teams. I mean, they went fourteen and two his first mm-hmm. season. I think they went thirteen and three uh one season under Norv and twelve and four last year. But yeah, it the Chargers are a little bit like uh the AFC Vikings where if they get to a big spot, they are gonna choke it away. So mm-hmm. you feel kind of bad for Philip Rivers who I still think is a great quarterback.